Hey, hey, Maven Nation, it's Maven Myra, and welcome to another episode of Success with Sanus. We are your bi-weekly dose of solution-inspired stories to help you, listen, maintain your well-being while you're creating success. So today I am absolutely honored to have my guest, Miss Kimberly Evans. Um, she is, we talked about it earlier, a unicorn in the rideshare space, um, a business started founded by a woman, women are driving and women are transporting other women around these cities. I, that is just absolutely fascinating and amazing to me. So um, she has been an uh, entrepreneur for over 20 years. That's a milestone all in itself, Kimberly, because we don't run into a lot of women that have had the actually opportunity to be entrepreneurs that long. But the other part of that is the tenacity, the wherewithal, the pick yourself up, dust yourself off and keep going. She's a wife, mother and an amazing grandmother. So Miss Kimberly, welcome to Success with Saintness. We are happy to have you. Myra, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with you and sharing in your space. I appreciate it. I do not take it for granted that you would allow me to come into your space. Uh, so I'm super excited to be here. Excellent. Now, you know, I always like to start our conversations with how did you wind up in this particular place? Um, what were the twists, the turns, the wins, the losses, the, the bumps, the bruises that brought you to this space of being, I'm going to probably guess, the first female rideshare founder? Actually, no. We're not okay. in the space. Um, so it goes back a little bit further. I like to okay. share with people that I come from humble beginnings. Okay. Um, my childhood, there were good moments, there were bad moments, uh, but all of it defined who I am as a mm -hmm. woman. It defined who I am as a woman of God. Uh, as you stated in the intro, I am uh, a wife of over 26 years. I'm a mom of three sons and a grandmother, but I'm also a servant of others. Yes. Uh, and our company that we're building, we build it um, with a socially conscious mind. So we're not just in it for a house, a car, a boat, but we're in it to build community and we're in it to serve women. My story, uh, as a business owner of over 20 years, as you've stated earlier, I spent 21 years of the postal service. So I've had okay. a little bit of a, a job or a career, if you will. Uh, and so when I left there, I built my own call center. So I wasn't new to business. I've been an entrepreneur for a very long time, even from being small and, you know, build, uh, putting, setting up uh, little places on the side of the road from the corner store and selling yes. and cookies, thinking you could take out the corner store. Mr. Williams, you know, you could be big out. dreams. Big dreams, big dreams, but always had entrepreneur. I come from a long line of entrepreneurs, but I come from a long line of entrepreneurs who lost a lot Okay. on the journey uh, to building, whether it be land or businesses. And so it's been somewhat of a generational curse. And so I had uh, sort of this will to want to build something great so that my sons could be proud to say that my mother did something great while she was here on earth. So that's one of my motivating factors. But in, in terms of the rideshare industry, not the first to enter it. I actually, Myra, did not wake up one day and say, hey, I'm going to start this rideshare. Right. Because of uh, my business history uh, and experience, I was actually introduced to this space. And I was okay. introduced to this space uh, from a young woman that I met uh, at a business um, uh, conference at Winthrop University. 
and we uh, just sort of connected and uh, we had coffee over the course of two years. Okay. And she called me up one day and said, hey, I have something. I don't quite know what to do with it. Uh, would you be interested? I know you're experienced in businesses and I thought about it, prayed about it. She told me what it was. I asked her two questions and then I talked to my husband about it. He said, I think it's something there. But literally, uh, it resonated with me. I knew right away that it was where I was supposed to be because okay. I myself grew up stranger danger. Okay. I was a woman who had never taken a ride share before. So I was like, hey, I'm that person that I could serve. Okay. But it even went further than that. About two weeks into it, I knew where my place was going to be. And, I, and God showed me it was crystal clear mm -hmm. that it was going to be on the side of building women. It was going to be on the side of connecting with women, of supporting and serving women. And unfortunately, about 10 months into the project, she decided she didn't want to move forward. Oh, and wow. Because I had time invested. I had money invested. God had already clearly showed me where I was supposed to be. And now I'm in a broken partnership with a oh, sister, wow. you know, which was devastating. What am right. I to do with this? Right. And so I took some time. I prayed about it. I knew I was where I was supposed to be, but I didn't understand that. I didn't understand how something could be presented to me, mm -hmm. but it actually be for me and not okay. for the other person. Okay. And uh, so I dealt with that. And once I got over that, uh, because I didn't know whether I should move forward or stop or keep going or what. Right. And, uh, God said to me, uh, if I don't stop, you don't stop. If I keep going, you keep going. And mm -hmm. literally we severed that partnership and I launched uh, what is now just her mm -hmm. uh, right here. And in about 30 days, I had the company's infrastructure built out. I'd raised my first $25,000 and I knew that I was on the path that I was supposed to be on. Okay. Like, sometimes you can think that it's one way mm -hmm. and then really not that way it actually ends up being another way and so I had to be open to receive and so that's the genesis of how me being introduced into the industry but then that's how just her how this baby was birthed out of me and it was a different vision and a different mission and I'm so glad that I stayed on the path so wow listen that's that's a lot to unpack right there wow so so one of the things I want to go back and touch on is, <laughs> you know, how we in our minds kind of script out the journey. Like, okay, this is going to be a great partnership and I'm going to, we settle into, I'm going to be able to do this with that person, right? And then when that changes, our first thought is, oh, okay, well, maybe I had that wrong. Yes. But those divine moments where the clarity is so crystal clear, you cannot ignore it. You're like, oh, and, and I always say, God, you set me up like it was a setup. He connected you to that. This lady brought you the idea and 10 months in here you are basically holding the bag. Yes. Holding yes. the bag. And you had to make a decision. Am I stopping, throwing in the towel, turning around or do I feel confident that this is something... I'm supposed to, to go. Maybe Nation, do not miss all of the nuggets in that oftentimes these powerful things we do don't just, you know, beautifully lay out with the, you know, golden paved road. No, <laughs> not at all. My, not at all. No, another thing was I had to deal with um, my own insecurities around, okay. yeah. you know, uh, 
where I fit, where someone else started on a journey, stopped, yeah. and then now I'm supposed to take the journey. Right. Like I didn't understand what that looked like. I had to make sure that uh, me moving forward didn't mean that I was doing it out of spite. I was doing okay. it to be facetious. Yeah. I was doing it to hurt my sister because while we were uh, business partners, we were also sisters in Christ. And that meant okay. something to me. Okay. It meant something not to talk bad about her. It meant something right. not is just broken partnerships happen all the time. Absolutely. There's a very, very high percentage of startups who start with founders together. Absolutely. And in broken partnerships. Yeah. So my lesson in that is that you have to be careful. Make sure that you are sure who you are aligning yourself with yeah. when you're going into partnerships. Make sure that roles and responsibilities are clearly defined. Make sure the egos are out of the way yeah. because it can really, really destroy a partnership. And so we were able to part ways, wish each other well, and I knew that the path was I, that I was on was the path that I was supposed to be on. And here we are now. We're two years later. Mm -hmm. We've been building. We've launched an app. We've built a network uh, unlike anything I thought we would have accomplished at this point. And it sort of solidifies that, yeah, you might have started one way on one path, and now you ended up here. Sometimes we don't always understand the journey to where we right. are going, uh, but we have to trust the process. So, and again, like you said, it's not easy, uh, but you just have to make sure that you're trusting the process along the way. Yeah. Um, and I think if we really saw the full process from the beginning, listen, we wouldn't do it. We, I, I'd be like, oh, no, 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 that's not, I am not capable, God, to even do that. And I think <laughs> that's where the setup comes from. He lets us get into these things, put our heart into it, our sweat equity, our time, our money. And he knows most of us at that point, we're committed. We're, we're not going to throw in the towel, which is how we, how we use faith. And that if we can figure it all out and do it on our own, we really, we don't need faith for any of that. And so it has to be this expansive thing that, that does make us nervous. That does make us shake in our boots a bit. Um, but we know that we can keep going. Here's the other thing that I love about your company is really the community building part of it. The community yes. building part. Because so often, you know, we, we can come up with great ideas and when we don't do that gut check around ego around why do I, what's, what's my mission in this really not what I'm posting on Instagram and LinkedIn, but, but really in my heart, in my gut, what is my purpose for doing this? And, it, and if that cannot be about yourself, as you said, it has to be around serving others in some way. Um, what, what made that so clear for you that I'm not going to just start a ride share company, but this is really about supporting women. How, why is that so important to you? And again, I love it because, you know, my journey is about supporting women and how do we, how do we all support each other moving forward? Now, again, I say you, you have to pick up your feet and come with us. We cannot drag you, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, sure. but why was that so important to you? not just to create a profitable company, but to really bring women along in this journey with you. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you would ask that because first of all, because I'm a, first of all, I'm a servant of others. Yeah. I've, I've served my, my husband, my sons, my church, my community, the school, 
Um, so I've always been a servant. So every business that I've had, there has always been some level of service to it. Okay. Uh, and life is about seasons. There was times when I was a young woman and I was thinking about career building and I was mm -hmm. selfish and thinking about myself. When I became a married woman, I started to serve my husband and my family when I became a mom. So my life has been about service. I didn't see where I could build a company and it not be a huge focus on serving other people. Okay. So in the beginning, uh, I had a very visual, um, you know, a dream, uh, if you will, where I was on one side of a bridge and there were multiple women on the other side of the bridge. But it wasn't like the Golden Gate Bridge. It was like, okay. you know, these little bridges in people's yard where they right. have a, like a creek. Okay. And I kept saying, and God was saying, you, you need to get to the other side okay. to get to the women. And I was like, well, how should, how am I going to get there? And he said, and, and I thought, well, I could just walk over the bridge. And he <laughs> right. Because it was, it would be very easy for me right. to just go over the bridge and mm -hmm. meet the women. And he said the ride share was going to be the platform in which I was going to reach these women. Okay. Which is why I knew that we just could not be, um, you know, our mantra is we're not just driving women or creating a safe work environment, but we're building yeah. a community. And so we created a community platform in our technology mm -hmm. uh, called Just Her Hub. We call them our hubbers. Okay. And it's a place where women connect and engage and support each other. Uh, we don't monetize it. Uh, there might be some opportunity opportunities later to sort of offer some resources to people. But right now it's open. Uh, we support our drivers. We wanted to be, we wanted to have them be more than just their vehicle to us. Okay. So we wanted to have a place where they could build community. We wanted to be able to offer incentives like gas cards and food cards and things that would help them in the market because we needed them to be able to serve our customers. Okay. And so it was just important to me to make sure that community was a part of this. As I stated in the opening, I was never in this for a house, a car, or a boat, right. or to make millions. To, you know, obviously we're in business, we want to do well. Right. But, but my goal was to, how can I build something that's going to impact my community? How can I build something that's going to empower women and encourage women and let women know that we have options, that we can choose mm -hmm. uh, how we want to experience riding with other people, that we don't have to hop into a vehicle and feel uncomfortable yeah. uh, because a man is coming on to us or aggressive or wants to touch us inappropriately. We don't have to deal with that. And right. so... Yeah, so it was important to me to focus on community. Yes, I love that. Listen, you were speaking all of my language of, you know, building women. And again, not just um, we need you to drive your car, but here's how we want to support you and help you grow as a woman. Because really, they're they're freelancers, right? Driving for you. That That's kind of their own business as well. And so all of those things coming together are awesome. So tell us what cities have you launched in so far? So we launched in Charlotte, North Carolina is our, our largest city. It's our okay. test market because we, we just uh, launched our MVP. So okay. we're still sort of in our testing phase. Um, and then we launched in like uh, Winston-Salem, Greensboro, okay. Raleigh, Durham in North Carolina. And then in South Carolina, Columbia, Greenville, and Charleston. And these were places where we have drivers, but we have not allocated a lot of marketing dollars there. Okay. We wanted to look at the data and mm -hmm. see how we could sort of build this out and then just kind of rinse and repeat. So we do, we are earning some revenue in those places, but okay. not a whole lot because okay. there's still such an imbalance uh, between driver and customer 
uh, I see. So we have tons and tons and tons of customers, but it takes us a little longer to get the drivers on board. We also have um, an, an ambassador. We started a, a brand ambassador program. Okay. So we have two. We have one that's in Chicago uh, that we haven't uh, started working with her yet, but she's uh, going to get 120 women there to okay. uh, do a beta for us in Chicago. And nice. then obviously we're going to, we're working on Houston as well. Yes. The time comes Miami, Orlando, some of those places will be in the near future, but we still have to prove we're in a proving point. Okay. We know that the mission and the vision is there. We see, we know what we want to do. We know we have a product and a problem market fit. We know women want us. Absolutely. Uh, but there's so much more to business yeah. than just saying, I want to do this. We have to go out and make it happen. And that's what we're in the process of doing now. Excellent. I I love that. I'm actually going to be in uh, Durham for the summer doing some leadership facilitation. So I'm going to be using your app all summer. Let's just yes. say that for I was sure. Just there last week, all week in Durham. Working nice. Yes. Nice. Um, so let's talk a little bit about this fundraising process and raising capital. And <laughs> listen, <laughs> I, I have not been a part of that, but just from the women that I follow that talk about that particular part of their business journey, re rewarding yet exhausting, right? To, to be able to just be in that process, be a black woman in that process. So talk to us a little bit about um, how you started. I know, I think you said you started with 25,000. Did you start with a bootstrap? Did you get some funding? Talk a little bit about the financial piece of that. Cause here's what I want. Maybe Nation, I want you to pay attention to when she shares her story is that oftentimes we put dreams on the back burner because we ourselves as an individual don't have enough money to do it. Okay. And that's, that's fine. But here's what I want you to be aware of. If, even if you have some money to do it, I want you to keep your money and I want you to use other people's money, right? So that when, when there are dips in economy and all the things that we cycle through, you, you have some nest egg to keep you afloat, okay? So pay attention to um, Kimberly's story on funding opportunities and those types of things. No, it's not gonna be the easiest path, but I want you to realize that just because you have a dream that's bigger than your checking account, that does not mean that you have to delay it and you can't, can't move forward with that. Absolutely. Uh, Myra, it has been a, a journey. Mm -hmm. I had never raised capital before. My husband okay. and I are business owners. My husband's an engineer. So we had an engineering consulting company since 2003. Okay. We got into uh, logistics, uh, into trucking in 2019. Um, I've, I've, we've always bootstrapped our own businesses over the last uh, 20 plus years. So I'd never raised capital. I barely even knew what a cap table was when okay. I started. I had some familiarity with certain things, but mm -hmm. so I, I took, uh, because, I, you know, I launched this during COVID. So COVID okay. time I had, there was no real rush to market. So I had a lot okay. of time to do research. I had a lot of time to build relationships. I had a lot of time to figure things out. But when I got to the fundraising part and I'd heard the stories, I'd heard mm -hmm. a thousand times that it's going to be 99 no's to get to one yes. Uh, and so we started bootstrapping the company. Uh, I would not have been able to do this without my husband supporting okay. me. If I were working a full-time job, or even if I was continuing to manage my team and my call center, I would not have been able to build build this company the way that I've built it. So okay. 
if you, not everybody has the support system mm-hmm. that I do, but even with that, it wasn't like there was an influx of money or right. there was just money flowing. This was hard work. Yeah. And when I started building relationships with investors, I started learning what this was all about mm-hmm. and it didn't feel natural to me. I didn't understand how I was going to be able to go to somebody and ask them to write me a million dollar check and right. they actually do it. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, that happens for some people. It doesn't yes. happen for, in particular, for people like me or people Absolutely. like you mm-hmm. or our community. But what I did was I decided because I'm, I take up a lot of space. I'm mm-hmm. very personable. I never meet a stranger. I wanted to just show up. I wanted okay. to show up as me. I wanted to let people know what we were doing, even when I didn't know what I was doing. Right. When I look back two years ago, and I was pitching this company on a national stage. And I look at then and where I am now, I'm thinking, oh my God, those people must have thought I was crazy. <laughs> I had no idea, uh, but I had to learn. So we um, we just put ourselves out there. Of, okay. I believe faith without works is dead. So Absolutely. I, knew that I had to be moving mm-hmm. in the direction where I wanted to see myself end up. And so it started with community. It started with building networks and it started with, uh, the circulation of what's going on in the community, like grants that are available. And we have had such an amazing um, experience around building networks and, and partnering with people in terms of how we've been able to keep ourselves out there and keep our brand sort of going. Okay. Um, but the fundraising part has not been easy. We have bootstrapped this company. We are now raising our pre-seed round of $700,000. Okay. And one of the other things I want to say real quick that's super important to your audience, to your listeners. When I started uh, putting together my deck and I started uh, talking to investors, even a year ago, I was saying, we need $700,000 in our pre-seed round. Mm -hmm. So give us about a 12 to 18 month runway. We have enough time to build. Each time I was saying that to every investor, I was still moving my company along the way. Okay. So I'm saying that to say that sometimes you don't need what you think you need. Okay. It's very real that you need money to keep going. Mm-hmm. And it's very real that you should be using OPM, other people's right. money. But you can do something to continue moving your company forward. Right. We bartered, we partnered, with, okay. uh, intern, we you know hired interns. We have people on our team who are working for pennies because they okay. believe in us. Right. They're, they're working for a later payday. Uh, but it has not been easy as a black woman founder raising yeah. capital. The rejections. I literally have a spreadsheet and a folder that says rejected opportunities. Because okay. I refer back to that time. Yes. And I want to continue to refer back to that time to see how many people said no. Um, and even though people said no, we were still able to thrive and God said yes. And I believe that when we get to that point, not if, but when we get to that point, then I'll be able to say, you know, hey, we did it in spite of. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, but the fundraising, we had grants, so we've won grants, we've okay. won accelerators. So there are a lot of things as a, as a black community. Uh, fundraising, uh, you know, we already, everybody knows the statistics of yes. how much funding we receive from venture capitalists. It's not, you know, even the 
the sort of emotional side to the 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 sort of venture world or the corporate world after the death of George Floyd. Yeah. You know, a lot of that was it was good, but a lot of it was just talk. A lot yeah, of it was for just sure. you know Yeah. We see you, but we're still not going to write the checks. Right. So it, it's very difficult, but find ways. Do whatever you have to do. If you're straddling, if you have a career and you have, and you're an entrepreneur, just find ways to move your company forward, even if it's just something you do uh, one day to yeah. accomplish your goal. And yeah. there are things out there that you can do to help you move the needle forward, like the grants the accelerator mm -hmm. programs, the cohorts and things like that. Now, were you a part of any pitch competitions as well? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've pitched this company. I don't know how many times, oh. literally right now you could say, pitch me and I could pitch it without even looking at it. I right. Could pitch it in my sleep, right? right. I have. And that's one of the reasons, the ways that we were able to get out there because I had the courage to mm -hmm. get myself out there so that I could learn and, and, you know, tweak my deck, you know, okay. uh, probably have 16 different versions of it, depending mm -hmm. on who I'm pitching to, okay. what audience. Uh, but yes, I've done tons of pitch competitions. I've won quite a few pitch competitions. And so that's another way that you get yourself out there, get your exposure so that people can see you and see what you're doing. Yes. I love it. Now, Maven Nation, it, pay attention also. There were some losses. She didn't get a yes every time. You, if you know in your gut, in your spirit, the thing you're trying to bring to life is the thing you are supposed to be doing, you have to have the tenacity to keep going, to push. And this is why I say community is so important because we need, you know, some hugs, some, it, I'm talking about real life, human <laughs> hugs, arms around you that, listen, you are going to be okay. Yes. Keep going. That is why I'm always saying you you cannot achieve greatness alone because th th this is a tough journey. Now, when you add on top of that, being in a space of needing to raise capital, mm. listen, again, I'm not in the space to, to raise capital, but just when I read the stories and hear the stories of women of color being in that space and the number of no's you get versus mm -hmm. the yeses, listen, I, I say a prayer for y'all just to support you because my gosh, it is, it's just one of those things. So how can those, those folks that are going to watch this video or hear this replay, how can they support you in your journey right now? What, what do you need from us? Is it a financial, is there a space to make a financial donation? Is it to, to be an ambassador? Is it to recruit drivers? Like tell us how we can support what you're doing. Yes. So one way I always tell people who, uh, yes, we need funding, but okay. I'm not always looking for a check. Okay. Um, I'm looking to build community. I'm looking for brand awareness. Um, you know, I, I, I basically just ask for what we want, what we need. We're raising $700,000. Okay. So we are looking for angel investors. We're looking for people who manage their family offices. We are also looking for venture capitalists who are used to investing in pre-revenue companies. Okay. Uh, we're at our pre-seed stage, so not all venture capitalists will align with where we are. It's understandable. Right. Mm -hmm. It's part of the business. I get that. As a layperson or someone who just wants to support, right? Uh, we have uh, a WeFunder, our campaign going on on WeFunder. Okay. Uh, WeFunder slash Just Her Ride Share. You can find us there. 
where we're doing a t what we call a TDW. We're testing the water to see okay. just certain amount before we actually go public with the with the rains. Okay. You can share our story. Let your sisters know. Let your daughters know. Let your aunties know that we have this business. We built this company for you. Right. We built this company for you, not because every woman is thinking when they hop into a ride share, they're going to be abducted or brutally murdered, which right. we know has happened. Yes. That's one of the reasons why I built this company, because I know of stories where it has happened. But we're also looking for, uh, you know, women to just have options, yeah. you know, that I, I want to be able to choose, you know, who I'm riding with. And the same with our drivers. We are looking out for our drivers and, and our customers because you hear the stories about the customers with the assaults and with yes. the serious sexual crimes and even mm -hmm. murder. But you rarely hear the stories about the drivers being attacked or disrespected in their own vehicles. So right. we are protecting both the driver and the rider. So follow us on social media, share, share, share. Uh, if you know of any investors uh, that would uh, be worthy of a conversation, because we know all money is not good money. Absolutely. And so if you know someone who would align, there could be possible synergy. That is what we need because we are, it is tough in these streets. Yes. And listen, we know that statistically, these check writers are not writing checks to people who look like me and you. Right. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a That's the data. Yeah. But we do know that social capital is powerful. Yes. And social capital comes into play when you have networks of people that believe in you and you believe in them and someone who can uh, put in a good word or someone who can do a warm intro. Um, there is such a thing. And I believe that that is the way that we're going to raise uh, this funding through social capital. So it's going to come down to who, uh, who we are building relationships with. So that's how people can support us. And obviously, uh, utilize the service, but show us some grace. You know, don't right. just automatically assume you're going to pull us, pull our app up and we're going to roll like Uber and Lyft. Right. We're not there yet, so <laughs> give us some grace. But we will be there. And if you will work with us and rock with us and help us build this for you, uh, we believe it's going to be amazing. Listen, I absolutely love it. Now, Maven Nation, you have the charge on all of the ways that you can help and get involved in supporting this. Listen, I love the mission. Yes, love that we can get a ride, but I love the mission of helping women riders as well as women drivers. Like you're, you're building on both sides. You know, women have a safe place to ride and these women that are driving get to kind of build and freelance, build out their own companies as well while they're, while they're driving for you. So I absolutely love, love, love this. Um, let me, I'm going to touch because I'm always talking about balance rhythm and that it is in motion that, you know, money doesn't look like Tuesday, Tuesday doesn't look like Wednesday. How are you keeping your sameness, right? And in all of this, you know, journeying through trying to get this company up and off, off the ground. And you've built other businesses before. Yeah. This one is very different, especially it's, it's, it's a tech based business, right? With the app and all of those things, that part is required. What is that, that creating that sameness, that balance, um, uh, again, trusting your faith look like for you as you're moving through all of this? Yes, it's, that is such a great question. Before I dive there, I want to say one more thing to yes. your, your listeners 
Uh, when you talk about the community that you love, I want listeners to also know that we are very socially conscious. So mm-hmm. even though we're building community with riders and drivers, we also partner with organizations, in particular nonprofit organizations, that support women's social issues like domestic violence, okay. sexual assault, sex trafficking, or displaced families. And so we've provided transportation for the Afghan refugees okay. that are here through asylum. We have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're getting ready to do some uh, transportation for the Nepalese community. I didn't realize that we have such a huge uh, community from Nepal here due to the earthquakes that happened in 2010. So okay. we're going to be serving women like that. And that is what community is all about. Saneness. Oh my gosh. How, do, <laughs> how have I been keeping sane? So Myra, I think in the beginning, because I was sort of gung ho about yes. everything that was happening. I was so excited. Again, I, I'm a huge personality. So I was going to spaces, you know, with this confidence, like, girl, you've got this, you can do this. And then about nine months in, I hit a brick wall and I had sort of, you know, an oh poop moment. I'm sorry. No, you're good. What are you doing? Uh, And, but what, what I've been able to do, and I've had to do it a couple different times and I've been able to give myself so much grace. Right. Is that I've had to redefine who I am as a woman. I've had to redefine who I am as a leader. Okay. Um, of a company leading other people, leading uh, our team. I've had to redefine our company. I've had to pivot from time to time. Right. And the thing that has helped me to stay sane from that point is uh, to show myself enough grace, but then also to trust myself mm-hmm. because I walk in the will of God. Yeah. And he said to me one morning, it was another crystal clear moment when I was trying to make a decision about bringing someone on our team who, when I look back in retrospect, uh, could have been sort of a, you know, a lot of talk and finesse and all of that. But a lot of times you don't know what you don't know right. until you've experienced it. And I, I just couldn't make a decision. Like I, I wanted this guy to come in. I wanted him to lead. I wanted all of this. And finally, I was walking one morning and he and the Holy Spirit said to me, would you stop asking me this question? Okay. And I was like, but I don't know what to do. He was like, trust yourself. Mm. Like, just trust yourself. Make the decision. Trust yourself. And here's why he told me to trust myself. He said, because no matter what happens, I am with you. Oh. I am with you if it is not the right decision. Because, you know, a lot of times we want we want something, uh, oh. boom, to try. We yes. want the audible. audible we, want the, we want the burning bush. <laughs> yes, yes. Show up that way for me and then I will know it's you. Well, you're already in me. You've given me the power to gain wealth. You've given me power to do so many other things. Yeah. So he was like, trust yourself. And if it's not a good decision, don't worry about it. We got yeah. it. I'll be with yeah. you. And so I made the decision. Uh, we spent time together. The partnership did not work out. Uh, it, it it was a little bit of a costly lesson. Okay. But it was one that I learned because from that point on, I was able to judge okay. better how to do the next partnership and all of that. So all of these things are not failures. They're lessons. Yes. And that's the thing that has made me stay sane because when I'm up at night and I'm toiling over, do I do this? Do I do that? Do I make right. this decision? Do I make that decision? I mean, I don't. I'm very thoughtful uh, and very um, particular about how I'm managing uh, because it's not just me. It's my yeah. team. It's yeah. So I do have to worry about decisions I make. But when I get to the point of where I don't know whether to go left or go right, 
I stand still, I make the best decision with the best information that I have at the time. Yes. And then if it doesn't, there is a recovery. There is a, rec uh, there is a response recovery, right? Yes, yes. Response, however you say that. Yeah. And the fact is, is that I will survive it. Like I will survive it, I will learn from it and I will do better the next time. I love and, it. And then the best thing that could happen, it, it's wonderful. It all right. works out. You know? Yeah, so <laughs> I love that. A couple things that I heard was, um, I'm always using the phrase "be gentle with yourself." I'm, yes. I'm reminding women that all the time, and leave room for not knowing, because we're not yes. going to know everything, and be flexible on the journey. How many times have we again had the brilliant idea? We've written it out, put it in the Google Calendar, set a pop up, all of the stuff, and then have to apply flexibility because. Um, and this is something that I'm frequently telling uh, my daughter, who's 28. Um, she's an arch uh, 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 architect major and working in her craft. And I, she, she comes with these, she and a couple of our other kids, these distressed questions of like, well, what's the right answer? Yeah. And I said to her, the last time we had this conversation, I said, oh, I figured it out. You're looking for the perfect answer to avoid a mistake. Yes. I said, honey, I don't know. I Listen, I said, the, the, that's not the journey. The journey is not being perfect. The journey is delivering what I call excellence. That is making the best decision with what you have, where you are. And if you have to make a pivot, make the doggone pivot and then keep going. That's yes. it. It's not going to be perfect. And I'm, I'm saying, Maven Nation, if you are not making mistakes and having to pivot and be flexible, you are not doing it right. You're just not doing it right. Because if we can figure it all out and everything we're doing is within our control and our power, listen, you tip throwing, tiptoeing through the journey. You're, you are not uh, applying, I call it gentle pressure to yourself. That the, all of those things make us great. And again, if it's the wrong decision, I'm reminding uh, women of that all the time. Make another decision to pivot and keep going. That's it. That's that right. is it. That's such great, it's such great advice that yeah. you're sharing because I've I've had to learn that uh, in building this company. It really is just a, a life. It's you know because life is about cycles. Yes, and it's absolutely. About, you know, sometimes the decisions we make can determine our seasons as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. Sometimes they're, they're not always the best decisions, but you're supposed to learn from them. You're, you're not supposed to stay there and, right. and, you know, and sort of be stuck. And, yeah. Yeah. Be stuck. You're supposed yeah. to take it and learn and move on and do better. And again, uh, if you, if you do that and you show up as you every day being authentic and saying, Hey, I don't have this figured out. I said this to someone just the other day. They were like, oh, you're, I, I'm seeing you everywhere and mm -hmm. you're, you're just killing it. And you're just, and I said, sometimes looks are deceiving. I'm not right. saying that we're not doing good. Right, right. That we're not, uh, that we haven't been blessed. I'm not saying, I said, but we have not arrived and don't yeah. get it twisted. I have to show up that way because it is the only way that I know to show up. That's is it. Excellence. Confidence. Confidence. If I show up, then it says to people, we are a real company. Yeah. We are walking in faith. We are walking by mm -hmm. faith. And I'm showing up because I'm showing God off. Yeah. Right? I'm showing what he can do with yeah. nothing. Yeah. You know, if, if, if people really knew 
the, the back end and right. what, it's, what the struggle is like to keep going and keep mm-hmm. building when you have to keep running a race and you have to stop and go beg for money, for funding, then you right. run a little while longer. Yep. It can really, um, you said something earlier that was so powerful. And I, 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 I used to say this, I stopped saying it, but <laughs> it's so powerful. You were, you were saying how if God had shown me yes. what this was, I probably would have went the other way. <laughs> Like, oh no, oh no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. So he had to, he had to give me bits and pieces of Mm -hmm. it, you know, starting as a non-technical founder, building a tech company, you know, launching a tech company and then launching a tech company in a two-sided marketplace. Honey, when (sighs) I tell you, it is unlike anything I ever, ever, ever imagined. Yeah. But but we can do it. Yes. We can do it if, you know, so I, listen, I just keep it moving. I just, yeah. I just you know, I was talking to a, a friend, a, a girlfriend the other day, and she said something so powerful. I have these moments where, you know how you can hear things for many, many years. Right. And it'll sort of recycle. And then you have like an epiphany or just a new revelation. Right. And she was saying to me the other day, she was saying, you know, you, you're, you're operating in your company. Like you're the CEO. You, she was like, you're not the CEO. Like he's the CEO. You're the COO. So we, so I started laughing. I said, you know what? I said, I've always said that he was first, that he was leading and guiding me. I said, but every day now I'm going to show up and I'm going to be like, okay, CEO. Right. What okay. What would you like for me to do? I'm going to do what's in my power and you're going to do what I yes. cannot do. Yes. What's on your agenda today? And right. <laughs> yeah. And that's so, so much of the journey um, is, you know, going in sprints. Like you said, you, you yes. get that batch of funding, you go do what you can do with that funding. Yes. Now it's time to, for the next, you know, raise. And you, it, it's these sprints, which again, this is why balance is so important because that type of work is exhausting. It Make is. no doubt, it drains a lot emotionally, spiritually, even physically. And so this balance rhythm that I'm always yes. talking about, ladies, you have to have it because you can you can be in burnout. You can lose joy from doing something you know is good. Yes. We've got to be able to incorporate giving ourselves grace, resting. You physically, you have to physically rest and be flexible on the journey and be okay. Be open to not knowing. My one of my my health and wellness coach told me that at the end of last year, honey, that is written on my whiteboard in big bold letters. Be okay. Leave room for not knowing, because it's like we, we especially those of us that are executors and go with like we we we, and we want to know. It's human. We want to know all the the next ten steps. And I'm often saying, God, if, if you can show me the next five steps, then I, he's like, little girl, just do the next one. I'm not asking you all of that. And that's that constant <laughs> reminder to just keep going. Like if, if you can see all 10 steps, you don't need faith for that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You need to know the next step. Then you put action into your faith and, and he's, he's, he's obligated to show yes. up and do the rest of it. Listen, your story is absolutely inspiring, phenomenal um, in so many ways, not just the business you're doing, but starting a tech company as a non-tech person. Mm-hmm. It, it's, there are so many firsts in this story that really is going to encourage some woman yeah. who's had a dream 
um, and she, she's so afraid to, to make the launch because she's she's looking at all the things she doesn't have. But but Maven, if you are the one watching and listening, get started. Get started. Listen, yes. it's not going. You're not going to see all hundred steps before you mm -hmm. get started. You've got to get started. And those steps are going to be revealed as you go. Listen, trust me. We have all talked to God and asked him before you started. Can he show us all the steps? It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen that way. <laughs> Listen, I rip that little plan up. And, I mean, no. Well, when I say rip it up, there are strategic things that you can absolutely. do. Absolutely. You're not going to know every step. Some of no. these things you're going to, it's going to be blind faith. Yeah. Some of these things you're going to have to operate in yeah. faith. Or whatever is in you that yes. causes you to push yeah. yourself. Yeah. Um, one of the things I want to go back really quickly and say yeah. in terms of, of balance, I would love to offer a couple of suggestions to your viewers in terms of how you can find balance. Many times, so two things, I, uh, a couple other things I did when I was feeling overwhelming and stressed. Mm -hmm. And that is part of the process. You Absolutely. just have to be able to manage it. Absolutely. Because you don't want to get burnout, and I've had burnout. Yeah. You don't want to, you know, become discouraged mm -hmm. or disheartened in the mission and right. the vision, you know, because then it will, you will not be able to show up. It will not be fun. Right. You will lose, you will lose a vision of why you're doing it. Right. right. Uh, but when you're in those moments, I did a, a quick recording of my own voice that just okay. said, you know, Kim, uh, take a moment, step away. Uh, go breathe, go walk, go. I love listening to waterfalls, okay, river yes. runs and things like that. Me too. And I would do those things to quiet uh, mm -hmm. my, to quiet my, um, my, my spirit. Right. Yeah. And the other thing that helped me was when I was feeling overwhelmed with building my company, I would take an hour or two, sometimes three hours and I would go support someone else's business. Ooh, I would step away good. from my business. That's and I good. would say, I would call up one of my founder um, colleagues and I would say, hey, what are you working on today? Mm -hmm. What can I do to support you? Wow. Whether it was an intro, whether it was, hey, can we show up for coffee? I want to know how I can support you. It would take the focus off of everything that I'm doing within my own uh, business and self. Yeah. And it would help me to focus on someone else. And it would always make me feel a rejuvenated when I come yes. back, I would have more more energy, and I would mm -hmm. be like, "Wow!" Especially if I was able to make a really great connection, yeah, or something, you know, connecting dots or something. So again, uh, I know you're building, and I know you're working hard, but a lot of times when you do focus on other people and serving them and what they're doing, it will help you to see your business and what you're building from a different perspective as well. Oh, I love it. I love that. I do that and, and didn't really connect it to me kind of practicing mindfulness in that moment. Just get out of all of the muck that I'm trying to figure out and do and flow chart and all this other stuff. Just go support someone else. Just, yeah. just, just pause, go do something else. Let your mind. And oftentimes when we let our mind just clear and our spirit settle down, we come back and boom, the answer's right in front of us. Doing all the charts and the flips and the stuff, and there it was right there in front of me. Listen, that is a wonderful way to close out this conversation. 
I, I really, really love that. And again, thank you for being so authentic and sharing your story. Before I let you go, I'm going to give you a few rapid fire questions that I love to give guests at the end. Just fun and easy questions. Um, you tell me the best answer and then we'll wrap up after that. So if I give you the option of meat, seafood or veggies, which would you choose? Veggies. Veggies. Peanut butter and jelly or grilled cheese? Peanut butter and jelly. All right. Zip lines or pool lounging? Pool lounging. Yes, absolutely. Reading a book or audio book? Audio. Got it. Nap or no nap? No nap. Oh, my goodness. You're probably one of the first that have said no nap. Listen, I was never a napper. I am about the nap life currently in this time in my life. Nap and sleep when I'm dead. Right. Uh, digital planner or paper planner? A oh, paper planner. Yes, paper planner. Biggie or Tupac? Tupac. Got it. Techie or old school? Techie now. Techie now. I love that. Heels or flats? Heels. And the last one, ice cream or cookies? Ice cream. I love it. I love it. That's it. That's it. Oh, Listen, great. I, I, I like that. to That's run fun. through those, just kind of give some fun thoughts and ideas behind these amazing men and women that I'm interviewing that are that are building amazing things. We're human. You know, I think people can sometimes look at our stories on these social platforms and be like, oh, my God, I want to be like that person or they're so great. Like it looks so easy for them. I'd be like, look, don't try to be me. Be somebody else. This is yeah. not it. Like this is a lot of work. I tell you, I'm like, it's a whole team back here running behind me to keep all of these things in motion and to keep me um, in motion and, and living well and managing health and all of those things. So Maven Nation, thank you for joining in again for another episode. And until next time, keep doing your BAM thing. Talk with you soon.